Hey guys, so I wanna have a little follow-up conversation with you based off of our Mother's Day conversation on how to be a better mom. Because I know if you're anything like me, you love being a wife, you love being a mom, and you're also juggling a lot. You're doing some business endeavors and you just, in general, being a mom is a legit full-time job. So you just have a lot on your plate and you wanna do everything with excellence, but more than anything, you really wanna be the best mom that you can be to your kids. It matters so much to your heart. And so for Mother's Day, I talked about the number one way that you can be a better mom to your kids. And what that looks like is quality time. As I've asked my kids time and time again over the years, you know, kind of holding my breath inside, what can I do to be a better mom to you? Each time it's the same answer. They just want me. They just want more quality time with me. They don't need me to be perfect. They just need me to be present, to give them my undivided attention, to give them, you know, affection, to not be distracted. They just want me all to themselves. That's really what they crave the most. But how do you do that? I I gave the heart behind the conversation, but as I was talking about it uh, a week or so ago, I was like, how do we actually do this as moms? We're busy. We have a lot going on. I mean, time is always the issue. It's like, how do I have enough time to do all the things I need to do? I don't even have enough time for myself, let alone to do extra things for my kids or with my kids. I'm just trying to keep them alive and keep them fed and get them from place to place. Like there's so much detail and there's so many moving parts to life. I get it, all of it. But today I wanna share with you from my perspective and my experience, some practical ways that you can give your kids the quality time that they really do crave. And it will help you meet their needs, fill up their love tank, have more peace in your home, and really help you be the mom that you want to be and that you are called to be. So if you're with me on that, let's have a little conversation about a few of those practical things. I know that right now we're thinking about our kids, we're thinking about our children, but the reality is is that there's more to our family than just our kids. It really starts with our husband. So I have to start out and talk for just a minute and share with you a little bit about quality time and tell you, encourage you to start with your husband. I just want to remind you to not forget your marriage. I know that we have these kids and the world starts to revolve around them, but we can't forget about the relationship that started it all. We can't forget about our marriage because it's really, really important. I remember back in 2020, we have never had a chance to do this for many reasons, time, money, you know, it all, there's a cost to everything. But my husband really initiated this. He really had it on his heart to go on weekly date nights, to make that a habit, to make that a weekly routine for us and to prioritize it. Of course, every week there was always a reason why it wasn't going to work. It wasn't convenient. We were always leaving the house exhausted. There was a million reasons why we could just make excuses and be like, oh yeah, I kind of just want to go to sleep or whatever, but we made it happen. So during 2020, even though it was a crazy year and the world got shut down, we still dated whatever. We, We were creative and we did all kinds of different things, but we dated every week. I don't know how many dates it added up to. I took a picture each one and I have like an entire album of just a weekly date night picture for memories, but it was amazing and it really, really changed our marriage for the better. 
that investment of time and money was so worth it just because we have to work to prioritize and give our spouse the quality time that not only he needs, but that we need to. So just know that as you think about your family as a whole, know that your husband does need quality time as well. And he needs to be loved the way he receives love. And it's really important that we're intentional about this. I was at the beach with my daughter for our little overnight date, having some quality time just recently. And it was really cool. There was this young couple and they were in the pool you know, enjoying each other, having a little drink. But the reality was they were there with their newborn baby. They had a one month old little baby. The grandparents were coming to visit and see the baby for the first time. And they're like, hey, let's go. Um, let's go to the hotel and just hang out for a little bit. We'll get some time together to kind of date. The grandparents can get a lot of time with their new grandson. And we can just all be together as a family, have a good time. But they were really doing it so they could have some time together because having a baby takes a lot out of you. So I was in the pool with my daughter and they're in the pool and we just start talking and I'm asking them about where they live and their their child and all that stuff. But I just was encouraging them like, It is amazing that you guys are dating. Like, I truly admire that. That's awesome. And I just want to encourage you to keep dating, to not forget about each other. They both worked. They had a newborn. There was a million reasons, again, why they couldn't enjoy each other. And they were choosing to do that. So I was like, create the culture now and create the standard because there was something I read in a book when I first had my son. And it really changed me. And it it really has been foundational for how I parent. And the phrase said, great marriages make great parents. And this is why I bring that up because I know that you want to be a great mom. I know you wanna be a better mom, but you can't forget that your marriage matters and the health of your marriage is gonna influence the health of your home and how you mother. I don't know about you, but if my marriage is not right, if there's tension and strife in that relationship, Everything in my life feels wrong. Everything is off. And I can't afford to not be in a sense of peace and unity with my husband. And so I just want to remind you first and foremost to prioritize your marriage because it is going to make you a better mom. And I know that relationships are a two-way thing. And there's so many situations And you might have a million thoughts. I'm probably really triggering you right now. This is like not what you came to hear. (laughs) But know that I'm willing to have this conversation and to trigger you and rub you a little bit because it's important. It's really important and your marriage matters. And I want to push you today to have fun, to invest in that relationship because it really, really matters. One day our kids are going to be grown and gone and we need to actually know the person that we've committed to spend our lives with. So that being said, I know there's a lot of situations. I know that marriage is hard. It's always work. It looks different and it feels different from time to time and season to season, but it takes work. And I don't know where you're at in your marriage. I don't know the struggles. I don't know how he makes you feel and how you even feel towards him. But all I can tell you, because I'm not sitting on the couch with you and I'm not able to talk to you specifically, All I can tell you is to just do your part, whatever that looks like. Ask the Lord, God, what is my part in my marriage? How can I do 
my part better because you can't change him and you can't control the things that he does and the things that he says. You can influence him through your right behavior, but just ask the Lord for wisdom and what is my part and know that it's going to take some sacrifice. It most definitely will take humility, but your kids are worth it because you're influencing them and they're watching you. You're setting the example first and foremost, no matter how many influences they get with movies and on TV, you're setting the example of what a healthy relationship and marriage should look like. So it really matters the effort that you put in. So seek to do your part and stay humble. We were at a table recently, just a few weeks ago with two other married couples and the question came up, something about how, what is the number one secret to a healthy marriage or something something to that effect and obviously communication was a big one but one of the ladies said humility and I really agree with her and humility doesn't mean being a doormat but humility is biblical it's all through the bible I actually wanted to find a really good definition for you of like what does humility even mean but it's really complex because there's not a specific definition in the bible but it's all throughout the Bible. And it's really an amazing thing to study. If you are having a hard time in this department, if you're having a hard time in your marriage, know that humility is a great place to start. But what does that even mean? Well, get into the word and ask the Lord to define what that looks like. But what I want to tell you and submit to you is that biblical humility is grounded in the nature of God. It's part of his nature. And I think that having a deep sense of gratitude And holding the Lord with proper recognition of how great he is and really how small we are really puts us in our place. And humility, you can't have pride and humility at the same time. It's really the absence of pride. So if you are showing symptoms of pride in your life, if you have this need to have to be right, if you feel like you're offended a lot at your spouse, if you just simply cannot put his needs or his desires or his whatever above yourself, those are definitely signs of pride. And we have to just continually kind of surrender that to the Lord and realign ourselves because we want his nature. We want his heart. And being humble is part of the nature of God. And if we look more like him, we're going to be the wise we're supposed to be and we're going to be the mothers we're supposed to be too. So look for the clues of pride in your heart towards your husband and seek to be humble so that you can properly honor. I think honor is a huge word that I've really learned to embrace in my life, especially towards my husband or towards even my parents. And your husband really desires honor and respect. And we want to love him the way he needs to be loved. And just know that that's important. My husband and I have totally different love languages and we receive love totally different. But I always seek to acknowledge how he needs to be loved and to honor him in that way. Even when it feels like a sacrifice or it feels hard or it's like, oh, okay, you're draining me, but I'm going to fill your tank because (laughs) you're taking all of my energy out of me, but I'm going to love you well because you matter and because my family matters and I'm going to fight for my family in this way. Ladies, treat your husband like the man that you want him to be. Maybe he's not that man. He's probably not that man, but treat him like you want, like the man that you want him to be, like the man that you know he's called to be. 
And I believe that the blessings will come back around. So I will move on from this conversation here, but I just can't talk to you about being a better mom or being the best mom you can or giving your kids quality time without acknowledging the importance of prioritizing your marriage. I know for me, my husband, he is definitely like a sixth kid, (laughs) but I can't just treat him like a kid. That would be not honoring to him. You know, at times we laugh, we joke about it. Totally funny. But at the end of the day, like we need to remember that we have another relationship and it needs to be important because our marriage is going to set the tone for how we mother. Okay, so let's talk about the kids now. Why you're really here is to find out, man, what are some ideas or what are some ways that I can spend more time with my kids, more quality time with them, that I can meet their needs and just have the peace of mind that they're happy, they're healthy, they're being well taken care of because life is so busy and I'm already spread thin and I'm pulled in a million directions and I'm just like trying to take a deep breath and keep my head above water. How do I actually do this? What does this look like in real life? Well, let me give you just a few practical ways that I do this and a few mindsets that I think will help you. And then you can just run with it from there. Does that work? Okay. So the first thing I just want to say is to spend time, quality time with your kids. Remember, it's not just being in their like existence. It's not just being in the same room. It's actually like connecting with them because that's really what matters to them and that's really what matters to you. Literally, you've got to plan for it. You need to be intentional. I remember one of my good friends, she had a couple more kids than me. She has many kids and I always wonder, you know, when you have large families, it's like, how do you actually spend time with all of your kids? How do you meet all of their needs? How do you make sure that they're taken care of and that nobody's slipping through the cracks? And she just said one thing that she's learned to do is spend five minutes or 10 minutes, depending on the age. So this is great for you moms of littles, especially. Give your kids five minutes of your undivided attention. Literally in the day, just stop what you're doing whenever the time is right. Go find your kids. Meet them where they're at. Enter their world. It's not about you being like, hey, we're going to do this together. No, no. You go to them. You enter their world. You come onto their terms and you connect with them the way they want at that moment. It could look like coloring. It could look like Play-Doh or kitchen set or reading a book. It could look a variety of ways, but just intentionally carve out little pockets of time to give your kids all of you. One thing that I've learned as a homeschool mom is that when I give my kids, my younger ones, that little bit of time in the morning time, it allows them to be content and satisfied while I homeschool the bigger kids. So they're not constantly interrupting and getting in the way. It really sets them up to be content and to go off and be creative while I teach the other ones. So that's just a little mom hack for homeschool moms out there. As the kids get older, I give them more time. So today, for example, I told my three bigger kids, I said, hey, today, I want you to plan to have 20 to 30 minutes with me all to yourself. So decide what you want to do during that time and how you want to spend it. Do you want to, well, we for sure need to catch up on homeschool, just check in on that. But do you want to go uh, talk about your business projects and the endeavors that you have? Do you want to hang out? Do you want to take a walk? Do you want to whatever? Like you get to choose. 
I'm going to be all yours for at least 20 minutes. So you let me know what you want to do. And they all just got so excited and were lit up about it. So that is just one thing, one idea that I'm doing today. But nothing will happen if you don't put a little intention or planning behind how you manage your time. Because you know, time is like trying to hold water in your hands. It's just going to slip through the, the cracks. Like you have to just, you have to take your time and spend it well, just like you would with your money. Like you have to steward it well. And the little bit matters. It's really quality over the quantity. But put the focus on them and remember just to, to not make it about you. Okay, the second thing, so that's number one, is just literally plan for it and be intentional and giving your kids some specific time. Number two, another idea is you can really plan a date with your kids. I've been doing this more as they get older, and like I already mentioned, part of their Christmas gift, it's like, you know, the more we live life, and I know you agree with me on this, it's like we don't need more stuff. We don't need more busy. We need more simplicity. We need more time together. We want more experiences. And so as their Christmas gift, I was like, hey, we're just going to go on a date. And it's taken us a long time to make that happen because life, but it's been amazing. So all of my kids have had their one-on-one dates. It's like a day date where we get to do something that is specifically geared towards them, their preferences, their interests, and they just get me all to themselves. And so that is something that has only come as my kids have gotten older and as we've been able to, because I understand that it's not always possible, but you can really go on a date. And like I told you guys just recently, I took my daughter on an overnight date. That was crazy and new and amazing. And I just can't wait to do that with more of them. But anyways, one of my friends actually mentioned when I shared some of the pictures of my beach trip with my daughter, She's like, one thing that I do is I'll have late night one-on-one dates. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So if you are a mom who's more of a late a late night mom, you can just grab one of your kids and let them stay up with you. When everybody else gets tucked into bed and the house is quiet, you can just hang out with them and have fun with them. Maybe watch a movie with just them. I remember my sister-in-law, she has seven kids. And I remember she used to do this even when they were little. she'd put all the kids to bed and she'd just keep one of them up to hang out with her and even her husband on the couch. And it was just her way of spending that one-on-one time with that kid. And it meant something. I don't know that I've ever actually, actually I have not ever done this a lot. I am eager to get my kids to bed personally because the time after they go to bed is like my time. It's like what fills my tank so that I can be okay for the next day. But as my kids get older and as they stay up later, this is definitely something that I'm going to start doing from time to time when I am feeling like, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm feeling like I'm in a great spot. I'm going to grab one of my older ones and just make it about them and hang out. And um, yeah. I'm totally going to be doing that. All right, number three, seize the slivers of time and the opportunities that naturally are open doors. Listen, there are open doors and little precious pockets of time all throughout the day that we can connect with our kids, that we can lock eyes with them, that we can love them well. Take those opportunities, look for them, look for the open doors, be aware of them and soak up those moments. I know that one thing that I've done over the past few years is really create a habit of gratitude. And what happens is when you know at the end of the day, you're going to sit down and write out your gratitude, you naturally start looking for those moments to be thankful for throughout the day. 
And what's so funny is that usually the moments that you're most thankful for or that are highlighted to you are the little things, the things that you could miss or that could pass you by, but because you have an intention on gratitude, you're aware of those. So let gratitude fuel your awareness of the little priceless pockets of time so that you can seize those open doors and really make the most of it. Number four, I want to encourage you to use the work time as meaningful because there's life and we're always going to be doing things, but how can you as a mom incorporate your kids into what you're already doing? For example, when you homeschool, remember, or if you're just doing homework, it's not about the work. It's not about the school. It's not about the curriculum. It's about using that as a means for a better relationship. Use that and look for the opportunities to really love your kids well in the moments. When you're cooking dinner, can you pull one of your kids in to cook with you? What household chores, what work are you already doing, are you already going to do where you can make it meaningful by making it about your children and about those relationships? You better believe that I am never going to be folding a load of laundry if I'm not One, listening to a podcast and learning something, or two, pulling a kid in with me to hang out with them while I'm folding that. I'm not going to be sitting there just blankly staring out the window and grinding through a pile of laundry. No, like I'm going to make it count. I want to be learning, I want to be growing, or I want to be giving to my family. So use the time multitasking well. Build your relationships as you are going about your business as much as possible. Number five, I want to encourage you to treat the obstacles as opportunities. And this is one of the things that you might be aware of the most. You know, those moments that your kids interrupt you, those moments that they're fighting, those moments that, I don't know, there's an accident, somebody gets hurt. The moments that are just the annoying inconveniences of life. Just understand up front that these are often the best opportunities to get to choose to mother your kids well and to connect with them. For example, go out of town with my daughter for the night, come back, and we have a sickness hit our household. So this week, I've had sick kids all week, and I've just used it to spend time with them, to love them well. It's Yeah, it's annoying, and I could feel sorry for myself or feel annoyed at the situation, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make the most of it, and I'm going to take these little moments when I'm giving them their vitamins or when they're up at night and I'm tucking them back in bed or whatever I'm doing, I'm really gonna find joy in that because it's an honor to be their mom. Even last night, one of my daughters got up out of bed and her throat was hurting her and I got out of bed and you know, I'm awake at night, it's interrupting my sleep, this is not good. You know, there's a million reasons why this is like, this is frustrating. But I was like, no, thank you, Lord, for this time to connect with my daughter, just to hug her, to let her know that she's seen, that she's known, to just help her have the right attitude, to help her be strong and build up her mindset, even though she doesn't feel the greatest, and to really literally nourish her body with vitamins and the things that I can do. I remember when my kids were very little, running into this mom at Chick-fil-A. This was when we lived in Nashville, Tennessee. And she had like 12 kids. And I remember asking her, because I'm so fascinated and I was curious and I was already like stressed out for her. I'm like, I don't know how you do this. But my biggest question was like, how are you, how do you possibly be a good mom to all these kids? How do you even know all these kids? I mean, how in the world do you mother that many? And she was 
trying to kind of answer my question and I was a little bit like it was just way over my head I did not get it at the time but what she was really telling me was exactly what I'm telling you is like hey you know what in the midst of life there are always opportunities and I just use every opportunity especially the ones that feel challenging to really love my kids well and connect with them and God is so gracious in that and that he provides the right opportunities at the right time even this week, another example. I'm just giving some like very recent examples to help you guys brainstorm a little bit. We went to the beach. My daughter got a very special necklace when we went shopping. And that night, the girls were horse playing and the necklace broke. So she's devastated. She's sobbing. The necklace broke. The other girl, <laughs> the other sister broke it. And there's just this major conflict. There's all this drama going on. And in that process of walking them through that, of being firm, of being loving, of helping them navigate it, of helping them learn from their mistakes, of walking them through this resolution. It was such a great time to connect with my kids. I know this may sound so twisted and bizarre to you, but believe me, it was beautiful because this is where we get beauty out of brokenness. Literally a broken necklace created a beautiful moment with me and my girls. And at the end of the day, it wasn't the best day for me, honestly, that day specifically. But at the end of the day, as I sat down to write my gratitude, the highlights for me, the highlights of the day were taking a walk with my husband and getting a chance to talk to him, even though it's hot in Florida and we were like dripping in sweat. <laughs> the second highlight was giving my sick little girls a bubble bath and just watching them have so much joy and laughter and feel so much better in that space and at that time. And then the other highlight was helping my big girls navigate their hurt and conflict over a dramatic necklace breaking situation. We get to count it all joy. It's our choice and it's a blessing. So how you look at things will determine how you feel about things. And the last thing I wanna mention because I'm here sharing real life examples and just some of the things that I do in my home, some of the things that I want to do and need to do, some of the things that I'm working through. I share that to encourage you, but I really above all, more than anything, I wanna encourage you and ask you and challenge you to pray for wisdom. I know that when you are raising your kids and seeking to be the intentional mom that you are and seeking to just be the best that you can for your family, I know that it feels so complicated. There's so many situations that come up that just don't seem black and white. It's like, I don't know what to do with you. There's all these kids, all these personalities. I'm spread thin with the ages. I've got preteens possibly. I've got a ton of little stacked in there. Who knows where you're at, but it's just a lot. And it can feel complicated and it can feel confusing and it can feel kind of disorienting. But listen, keep it simple. Know that above all, your kids want and need you. Remember, you are enough because God is enough in you and he lives in you and you have all that you need. You have his spirit within you. You have the fruit of that spirit and you can become more like Jesus because of the opportunities that motherhood and family life provides. It is all beautiful, even in the imperfections, because it's not about being perfect. It's about showing up every day and being the best that we can, giving all of us, not all the time, but from time to time. And it takes intentionality and it takes being specific and connecting with our kids. But all of that to say, 
is I want to encourage you to pray for wisdom. Remember, God, he is the he's our heavenly father and he knows best what we need and what our kids need and we can trust his leadership in our lives and it doesn't matter how well your husband's leading or how much support you have. There's a lot of things I know that make parenting challenging, but listen, God is going to be enough for you. Seek his face, seek him for wisdom and ask him about everything. Look for him in each situation and ask him to reveal to you what the next right step is for this child, for this conversation, for the situation. God is leading you first. So look to him as the ultimate source, the ultimate solution, the one that has all the answers to the many questions that you have as you journey along in motherhood and in building your home as you're building other things with the work of your hand. It's all beautiful and it's all connected and it all matters to God's heart because you matter. And our whole lives are really just to bring glory to the Lord. And if we surrender that, if we surrender every moment, the little inconveniences and the big things, if we can just surrender our relationships to the Lord, man, there's nothing that God can't do through us and that God can't do in us. So I hope that these practical ways, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) stop, stop getting all preachy here, but I hope that these practical ways are going to give you some ideas on how you can give your kids the quality time that they're really craving, even though life is so busy and can feel so complicated. Ultimately, You got this mama and I'm here to encourage you and to cheer you on because I'm obviously in it with you. I'm letting you know into my life and into my family and what I'm doing and what I'm working through. So in this though, you are going to find more fulfillment as a mom and you're going to have the peace to get more done because everyone is going to be happy and their love tank is going to be full and it's just going to be a beautiful thing that you're building a sense of unity in your home. And that's really what we want. We want unity. We want to be close and one with the Lord. And we want to have a oneness and a unity in our homes. And that is so honoring to the Lord. There's so much blessing and so much beauty in that. All right, let me pray for you before we go. Father God, thank you for the mom listening right now. Thank you for the mother that she is. Thank you that she's listening right now because she cares about her family. Yeah, she's working hard. Yeah, she's building things. Yeah, she's doing a lot. But man, she really cares about being an excellent wife. She really cares about being an intentional mother. She really cares about the needs and the feelings and the emotions and all of the desires of her family. She wants to be the best that she can for them, but it feels hard. It feels hard to show up and to meet everybody's needs because there's so many. Lord, but I thank you that you are going to give her the wisdom that she needs every step of the way. Lord, I pray that you would open up her eyes to see the opportunities, Lord, that you would open up her ears to hear from you and to know how to ebb and flow between work and family in a really smooth way because you're in the midst of it and you bring that peace in the midst of it, Lord. I pray that you'd help her to hear from you, that you'd give her divine wisdom as she raises her family, Lord. And more than anything, just give her the heart to obey, Lord. Lead her and guide her. And teach her what balance looks like from your perspective, Father. Lord, give her the heart to give you her yes 
every step of the way, Father. So I just bless the mom listening right now. I pray that she would move forward with her day, with her week, with a sense of confidence and security, knowing that she is loved and that she has everything she needs to show up and to meet all the needs and to walk in a healthy and whole way because of you and who you are in her life, Father. We thank you and we honor you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.